Mikey Mikey Nine. Our news, our business. If you here at nighttime, then you're here at the right time. Hey, we all about that love, support, and protect. Let's get it going, y'all. Colorado, so this you know how it is. Yeah. Um, I know, and you all know, um, what has just taken place. Uh, we don't. I don't have to go too deep into it because if you wanted that news, I'm sure you got it, and you understand the ramifications of of what what has occurred. Um, you know, we were a little bit divided on the show as to whether or not this will be the outcome. But I know to your surprise, and if you want to speak to that a little bit, um, it kind of went a different direction than what you had expected. Yeah, um, it's not so much that, <clears throat> I mean, I fully, um, using my eyes and using my brain and my heart, thought that they would find that Minneapolis police officer guilty. I think that the footage spoke for itself. We have multiple angles of the footage from different types of people, biased and unbiased, so we were really able to see what happened, but that did not necessarily prevent the outcome would happen in the Rodney King trial. As we know, those officers were found not guilty for beating this man to a pulp and within inches of his life and they were just able to walk away. So in high profile cases in the past, um, usually uh, they have gotten off. Uh, so no accountability has really ever been shown, but the fact that they held this man accountable, I think is a great day for not just black people, but uh, perhaps a great day for America. Now we have a long way to go still, uh, but I do think that um, these problems can be maybe not solved, but we can start to work on a solution to where maybe these rogue officers think twice before they do something roguish. Well, let's get into that, but we're going to give you guys a minute in here, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today, but we got some other things we want to talk about as well, so just give us a minute. Hey man, you guys come on in here. We're gonna have a good time today. It's not a sad day, it's a good day. It's a great day, and we're gonna have fun today. Y'all see the titles. We just gotta touch on that. We just wanted to talk on that touch on that real quick. Hey, check this out. You guys make sure you tag and share the video. Make sure you get our people in here so we can have some good conversation going as well. Um, I know that a lot of you all are celebrating because of what has occurred and the officer that was found guilty of what he did in which he should have been found guilty on all three charges, uh, all three counts. 
and and that is that is a good day we are showing we that is one small step one very small step for our community um publicly i think that uh it was received well uh however i mean if you guys want to talk about that a little bit we can we can touch on that a little bit however um what has upset me in this situation and what i feel like we should be outraged about if you want to go to the Mike and Mike at Night page, if you want to go to my personal page, I posted the uh, the uh, CNN news story of the seven-year-old girl that tragically lost her life in a McDonald's drive-through with her father, presumably presumably being killed by um, one of her own or people from our own community. Um, and there is no outrage, and I will mention her name on this show, and I failed to mention those other names because I, I feel that we need to know who this woman is, who this potential woman is, who this young child was that was robbed of her womanhood um, in uh, one uh, Jocelyn Adams. Jocelyn right. Adams, right. seven-year-old girl, died in the drive-thru with her 29-year-old father ordering McDonald's. That sends chills over my body. It, 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 it creates rage inside of my spirit and it troubles my soul that we do not as a country or as a people know who this young lady is. But we know about everything else that's going on because the media has put that into our minds. But they tell us to forget about the brothers and sisters that are killing each other out here. Absolutely. Um, and like my man said, there's a reason that we refuse to say the name of the former Minneapolis officer who was found guilty on all three charges because we feel like the focus uh, that was created uh, by the media to put our focus on that so that they can uh, rather push their own narrative. But the narrative that should be pushed, and, and I'm seeing all these uh, Facebook posts about, you know, about the guilt, uh, about the celebrations that have ensued following the guilty verdict and things of that nature. However, uh, what needs to be front line is this Jocelyn Adams thing. This seven-year-old girl who was simply going to McDonald's with her father to get something to eat. This is this girl's favorite little restaurant. Now, she could have told her dad she wanted to go anywhere, but she wanted to go McDonald's where it's supposed to be safe for a child to go and enjoy themselves. Now, we know that that car was shot up, what, 40 times, right? Yeah. With, uh, with the little girl being hit six or seven times and probably died instantaneously. Where's the outrage about that? Why are we not talking about that? How come when we turn the news on, we're not reading about Jocelyn Adams? Rather, we're reading about uh, the man who was found guilty. Uh, and, and, and that did deserve outrage. And I think that the appropriate um, verdict was concluded. But at the end of the day, we should be more upset about what's going on here because this was perpetuated by our own. Now, we're quick to get so upset and so mad when white people or people of another race do something to us. But when it's our own, we tend to sweep it up under the rug. And we've had this conversation, these type of conversations before on the Mike and Mike at Night show. But we just don't understand why that's not media headline number one. When are we going to start holding each other accountable for the uh, disintegration of our own neighborhoods. The day after we get the day after we get this news, we have to get news about some ignorant fool. And I'm sorry to say that, and I shouldn't even use that word, 
<clears throat> but when you when you kill a child, that's exactly what I believe you are. And you're, you're I know, a coward. And I know I shouldn't use this type of verbiage, and I, I apologize for using this type of verbiage. But when you kill a child, again, you are an ignorant fool. And and you need to be recognized in our community as an ignorant fool when you decide to shoot up a car with a child inside of it. And you know what? The funny thing about this is I don't know if you guys follow Snowfall, but this same exact situation happened on Snowfall this last couple episodes or whatever. Shooting a kid, shooting up some kids. You guys, are we past, are, are we past that yet? Joe Broussard, Thomas Nobles, Deborah Clark, thank you for joining. Thank you for being here with us today. We need your love. We need your support and we need your protect, especially inside of our communities. We need these brothers to get the message that we are not the enemy, that we are brothers and sisters and we are, we have a similar struggle and we need to fight it together. But the way that we fight it together is with some respect for ourselves, with some respect for our community, and with some integrity when it comes to dealing with each other. Um, there was other ways to solve issues other than pulling a pistol on your brother or your sister. Right. And it used to be a, a, a time in history when uh, even gang members had a certain code that they wouldn't involve children, women or children, uh, or, or the elderly um, in these gang disputes and, and things like that. So it seems to be that there is absolutely no code. And if there is one, no one's following that code, uh, which is a shame. And the reason why you don't see anything about Jocelyn Adams, because it doesn't fit their narrative. Oh, albeit all hell will break loose if they uh, if black people decided to get together and address this problem that really affects our community. Like we were saying in a couple of past shows, the amount of black people killed by the police is actually like one percent or less of all black people that are killed. So where is the outrage? And that's why you're not going to see anything or at least not much about Jocelyn Adams, because Albeit, and all, like I said, they do not want us to stand together on these type of issues because if we were to somehow come together and recognize that this is a problem in our country amongst our people, if we had any sense of togetherness, they would be afraid that we would defeat them. Well, we're not trying to defeat them. We just want to be uh, put on equal footing and have the same opportunities that they are afforded. Well said, well said and well put. Um, I just need you guys to understand that I don't want us to start falling, falling in line, hooks, hook, you, you, you know, I don't want us to hook, line and sinker with the media. The media, don't let them control our narrative. Don't let them create our heroes. Don't let them tell us what we should be outraged or what we should be uh, 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 upset about. OK, what we need to do is keep the focus on our people and our family and what is happening in, in internally, internally with, 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 with our community. We are still killing each other. OK, it, we didn't we we are we going to celebrate this, 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 uh, this conviction or whatever, but we are still killing each other. It should be a sad day when when Miss Adams, when this young lady, when this young lady dies while with her father, while a black man, okay, is doing what he's supposed to be doing, even in a little way of, in, of allowing his daughter to enjoy some, some McDonald's. He has to be shot 40 times, you guys. 
Yes, Forty times. Um, and mind you, um, the the media is saying that there was a bunch of tent on the car, and that the uh, don't matter, and that the perpetuators couldn't possibly have seen who was in the car. Well, that's every more reason not to shoot into an occupied vehicle. What if somebody's grandmama was in there? What if it's, what if he had two or three other kids in that vehicle? Then would there be outrage? You guys, listen. These black people who are out here killing other black people need to be shamed. They need to be ostracized. They should. They need to be put on point. They need to be put on notice that this is something that we will not support in our community. Because I can tell you something. This these people that went by and shot up this young lady, mm -hmm. that shot up this little girl. Guess what they did? They went home to their friends. They went home to their family. They probably went home to their own kids. You understand what I'm saying? There's somebody who's still supporting their ignorance out there. Okay? When Lil Flip Flop decides that he wanna act like a little boy instead of a grown man, we shouldn't we shouldn't celebrate that. We shouldn't act like he hard or he cool or he got swag or he got all the drip. That's ignorant. Okay, right. and it ain't gonna get you anywhere. It's excuse me, let me use the correct English. It will not get you anywhere. And there's people out there that know exactly who did this mm -hmm. sort of thing to this little girl. Mm -hmm. And as far as I know, no one has came forward yet, but there's people that know. And so those people should be ostracized. They should be set to the side. Like even if that means that you got to go in front of this man mama house and protest him killing little kids, then that's what should happen. Somebody, you know, I know that there's a code in the, in the hood about no snitching amongst black people. Don't kill kids. Listen, and I understand all that, but when we putting children involved, innocent children uh, who were not on drugs, who were not out uh, committing egregious activities, who are simply trying to spend quality time with their father, which we stress, we don't have enough of that in our community. They're off limits. You know what I'm saying? So that should absolutely be off limits. Uh, and like I said, man, uh, you know, some people might say, well, it's wrong to go and protest in front of the killer's mama's house. No, it ain't. No, it's not wrong at all. Because she put because, the mouth there on her. Because she the one that, 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 that sent yeah. him out there like that mm -hmm. uh, to, to become the person who could uh, commit such egregious activities. And you talk about, well, there's collateral damage. Well, that's part of the collateral damage. And so when you're out committing these things, you need to understand that it doesn't just affect you. It could affect your parents. It could affect the people around you. And it absolutely does. So we've got to start holding these people accountable for what they're doing. Because if we don't, now they can say, well, they're going to get caught and they're going to go to jail. Yes, maybe. But part of how we started holding each other accountable is that we don't send our children out there with that mindset and that type of behavior with that hate in their heart. You must teach love, support, and protect within the household first. And I can guarantee you it will community. translate into the community as a whole. Okay. Now, you guys saw the name of the show today, and we, we will be talking about sibling, adult sibling rivalry. Um, we see that this is an issue within the black community. We see that this is an issue with our brothers and sisters. Miss mm -hmm. um, uh, Clark, we do support, we do appreciate your support in that. You will come after anybody dealing with yours. However, we do not want to promote any type of violence. Um, there are different ways that we can handle things. Black folks, we've been dealing with violence for too long, and now we need, we've used our hands long enough, now we need to start using our heads. You understand what I'm saying? There's more power in the pen than there is in the pistol. So um, keep that in mind. 
when it comes to defending yourself or the or those around you. Now, when it comes to this adult sibling thing, mm-hmm. um, do you want me to give a little context about I, how I, that started? I do want you. To, I do want. I do want you to give some context. But um, before we get into that, before we get into the whole adult sibling rivalry deal, let's. Do you think we need to take a break, or do you think we need to jump right into it? Um, I think we can jump right into well, it. Well, then let's do that. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Okay. So let's talk about Cain and Abel. Now, I know a lot of people have heard those two names, but might not necessarily understand uh, what happened or what take or what took place in this story uh, in and, the Bible. And, right? and, and let me just add this: this is not a religious show. We're not ready to have a religious conversation. But a lot of our people, a lot of black people do have a certain belief in a higher power and a lot of the even the ways that our laws are developed are based on um, biblical principles so uh, when we talk about this on this show we're basically going back to uh, some of the rudiments of our culture and mm-hmm. in, in bringing these things out and, and talking about these things because we have a point of reference within the community and these are stories that we have heard and and are cultural and we can relate to each other on a biblical platform. And many of our people do consult with the Bible when we have uh, issues of turmoil going on in our lives. So so let's talk about Cain and Abel a little bit. Well Cain and Abel um, were the firstborn children of Adam and Eve, Cain being the oldest, right? Uh, Cain was a farmer, Abel was a shepherd, and they each made sacrifices to God of their own produce, but God tended to favor Abel's sacrifices, which incensed Cain, who in turn murdered Abel, thus becoming the world's first murderer. Now, we give reference to that, like my man said, because this uh, was the start or the beginning of the sibling, the sibling rivalry. Uh, and these are, uh, according to the Bible, the first two children of the first people. So this has been going on for eternity. Uh, do you have anything that you want to add about uh, the Bible and its references when it talks about sibling rivalry or not? Okay, before we do that, um, I just want to welcome uh, Leon as well as Miss Perkins to the show. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you being here with us today. Take your time out of your busy schedule. That goes out to all of you all that take time out of your Wednesdays and Saturdays, Saturdays to spend some time with us. Um, we're all about that love, support, and protect. And what we try to do is we try to uplift the community through conversation and a commitment to excellence when it comes to black people. So um, when it comes to the Cain and Abel issue, mm-hmm. though, yeah, they the book says that they are the first and, and uh, uh, sibling rivalry that we have known about uh, uh, or that we have, have witnessed through his historical, you know, documentation. Um, there is nothing in the Bible per se that talks about how we should conduct ourselves with our adult siblings. Now, there are several different, um, and again, this is not a religious show, so I don't want to get too deep into the religious aspect. We want to talk about some real stuff on here today. But when it comes to all of the stories, or a lot of the stories that we've heard of in the Bible when it comes to Cain and Abel, when it comes to um, Ishmael and Isaac, when it comes to to uh, um, Joseph and his brothers and, and, it, and the coat that his father had given him, 
Um, and we even see a little bit of it in the New Testament um, with 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 adult siblings having somewhat of an issue with each other. We don't hear of anything as far as uh, uh, we don't have any any descriptive uh, direction that's given in, in saying, hey, this is how you should treat your adult sibling or this is how you should treat your 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 uh, 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 brother or sister as an adult. We don't really have that in scripture. Now it tells us how to treat each other, but as far as an adult sibling, it's not really there. And a lot of the, the situations that you see Amongst adult siblings, it is uh, somewhat contentious. Like we, my brother here just pointed out the, the Cain and Abel issue and the the issue with Joseph and Ishmael and Isaac. Listen, we have the same issue going on. So don't tell me that it's not relevant because we still have the same issue going on right now with our brothers and sisters as adults. Now, I see, I, we talked about this today because this is somewhat of a reoccurring theme. I have seen that there are a lot of black people. Now, I don't know a whole lot about uh, how Caucasians get down. Um, for the most part, they're hands off that I've witnessed. And I, 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 I'm not an expert on uh, Caucasian relations, so I can't really speak to them as much. But my uh, uh, immediate experience comes from the, my African American experience and how brothers and sisters have dealt with each other's, with, have dealt with each other as adults. Right. And I have seen that to be somewhat problematic. Um, when we become adults, it seems like we don't have the same, uh, relationship as adults that we might have had as children. Now, Brother Tootle says that it might come from jealousy and favoritism. Sure. And um, on that note, I'd like to, for you to speak to that just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, in fact, Leon, um, when it comes down to sibling rivalries, whether it's real or imagined, parental favoritism is often cited as the main source of sibling rivalry amongst adults. So we're talking about something that potentially can go back into childhood, right? Um, now, a lot of that has to do with, now, now, now let me reiterate that I said real or imagined, because a lot of the time it's just some person giving them, or they want self-pity. Uh, so because they, mom always treated you better than she treated right. me, and, and, or and, dad. And, 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 so, and so the reason that mom might have treated you differently doesn't mean that she treated you better or worse, necessarily, but there are a lot of factors involved. Uh, let's say uh, you're eight years old, 10 years old, and now you have a little brother or sister, right? Uh, there could be some jealousy that goes into that because all of a sudden you're not the baby anymore. And so you have this other person who was seeking all the attention, who was perhaps getting the needed attention from the parent. And you may take that as a slight, right? And maybe even carry that over into adulthood. Well, it can go both ways. It could be uh, that that the older child uh, or that the uh, that the young child feels left out because they don't get the same privileges as the older child, and so that can also be detrimental uh, in the development of the relationship between the siblings when they start coming up. So Thomas, are you telling me that? I, and he's saying that they have a relationship. He said he have kids. They both him and his siblings have kids who have completed college and are dealing with poverty, crime, and drugs. 
I, I think that can be an issue as an adult um, and with your adult siblings, but I also think that the lifestyle issues can also play into that because you have mm-hmm. some adults who decide to, let's say, live a Christian life, and then you have some adults that decided to, you know, be more on the streets or more into other right. di- uh, different lifestyles. So therefore, those two kind of go, come against yeah. each other. You might have them parents who are Christians and they might appreciate your lifestyle more than the other sibling. And so they're always making comparisons, which is something that I think that parents should not do in childhood or even into adulthood. Look, everybody's their own individual person. So I think that as parents that we should just embrace everybody's individuality. Uh, just because your brother plays football and is really into sports doesn't mean that the next brother is going to be playing football and good at sports. So you shouldn't force that upon them. But let's say that they're good uh, at chess. Let's say they're good at, at writing. Let's say they're good at writing poetry. Embrace that too. Now, parents, there's no right answer to not have sibling rivalry. Now, it, it just starts with you. But it's not the end all be all when it comes down to whether these children are going to get along as adults. Or, or as adults. Uh, a lot of the time it could just be simple geography. Maybe uh, my sister lives closer to my mom and I live out of state. So they have developed a relationship that I don't necessarily have with my mother just because she lives 15 minutes away and I had to jump on an airplane to go see my mother. All that can take a toll and all that can make you feel some kind of way. Uh, well, they're uh, pushing me to the side and this and that. No, you shouldn't feel that way. How you should feel is look at your own accomplishments. Look at the people around you who do love, support, and protect you. Take that and ride with it. Don't use uh, a sibling that you don't get along as, uh, as an excuse or a reason uh, for your own unhappiness or the way that you may treat others. Okay, uh, Thomas said that they bonded more through after making it through the situations that they faced as children. And I've found, too, that a lot of children that have had to face extremely traumatic environments, once they become adults, have more of a, have a, a slightly stronger bond. Mm-hmm. That could just be my personal observation. I don't know if that's all the way across the board, but I have seen when children have had to deal with things like abusive uh, fathers or mothers or had to probably be raised outside of their parents' instructions or their their parents' house household, um, sometimes they find a way to make that bond stronger as adults. Um, I do, though, find that there are some hard-fought battles when it comes to adult children trying to get along and trying to maintain a certain level of respect for each other as adults. And a lot of that, again, is due to the fact that uh, as adults, uh, we feel, and especially I've seen this in the black community, not our responsibility, but we, we sometimes feel as though our siblings' activities or the way they live their life is our business and it is our a right to comment on or, or to make judgments about. Um, if I choose to live a Christian lifestyle and my brother doesn't or my sister doesn't, we feel that it's our opportunity or our right to tell them, well, you know, you shouldn't do this or you wasn't raised that way or we don't go around that brother or that sister for, for said reason. Well, I think that um, that there's a, such a thing as um, healthy competition amongst siblings. Um, 
especially when we talk about you know uh, academics and things of that nature i know that there are there are some 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 brothers who both made it to the nfl there are brothers who made it to the nba and that was probably a result of healthy competition within their relationship but let's just keep it all the way 100. when we talk about sibling rivalry it's it's rarely just amongst them too uh, a lot of the time there's the collateral uh I don't want to say damages, but I'll go ahead and call them damages because they tend to try to get the other sibling involved uh, in the situation. Uh, they want to uh, talk trash and downgrade the other sibling to gain favor uh, with the parents or the, uh, or the uh, existing siblings. So it rarely just affects just those two. You have the collateral effect of, of friends and family also being thrown into your rivalry. Um. Many, she says, uh, Vanessa Allen says, many gets caught up in some weird competition with each, each other. Respect is mutual, and just because we are siblings don't mean we have to be besties. That's absolutely true, And which, which brings me to my next point in this, and that is um, I think one thing that we fail to do as adult siblings is set boundaries. I think that is very important. Um, when we are too wrapped up into each other's lives and what's going on with each other, there is a tendency to become extremely judgmental. And like my brother said here, and I have been guilty of, I'm not going to pretend like I haven't been, is sometimes discussing or talking about one of the siblings' business or what they're doing or how they're getting along uh, with another sibling. Uh, black folks, if we can, and like I said, uh, I have been guilty of this, so... Uh, I don't need any pushback or anybody giving me any phone calls, okay? Um, we need to be careful when we are discussing our siblings with other siblings. We Absolutely. need to be extremely careful because it can be damaging and it can be hurtful. So we need to we need to make sure that we keep that in mind. Now, having said that, there need to there needs to be boundaries. We try not to give a lot of advice on this show. We like to just talk about things and be as you know uh, uh how could i say congenial as possible however um in this regard i know that this is solid advice and i know that it is advice that will serve us well so when it comes to our dealing with our adult siblings we do need to set boundaries so um if you let's say your 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 brother or sister is a a christian a devout christian and you are not Let's not broach the conversation of religion. Uh, brother or sister, I understand where you are with that. You understand where I am with that. Let's keep that there and let's love each other outside of the differences that we have with each other. Absolutely. Now, the problem comes when brothers and sisters start involving themselves into the business of another sibling. Well, well now I'm talking to your children or telling your children about you or um, I'm talking to your ex-wife and telling your ex-wife who you really are and, and I know it's really hard and it's hard to manage that situation because as black people we are a close and, 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 and we're a braided community and, and there are so many fibers that weave in and out of our lives that it's hard for us to set those boundaries and still be close as a community. So it does take some maneuvering, it takes some understanding, and it does take some patience. And we can't get too emotionally involved 
when it comes to dealing with our siblings because it's easy for us to get upset or angry with our siblings and the reason being mm -hmm. is because they have discovered and no buttons to push that uh, than anybody. most people don't know about <laughs> exactly that most people don't know about um so I, 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 I have to repeat that again, and thanks, Ms. Clark, for putting that out there. Ms. Perkins, I appreciate your comment as well. You guys can read Ms. Perkins' uh, uh, comment there. Um, we have to be very careful with setting these boundaries. Listen, when it comes to my children, I deal with my children. You're secondary. You're not primary. When it comes to my children, when it comes to my spouse, when it comes to my day-to-day -day activities, you are not my mother or father. You don't tell me what I should or shouldn't do. You don't make comments on what I am doing to either my children or my spouse or my mother and father in this case because that is my business. Now, if I, as a sibling, have let you into my life enough to know my personal business, I would hope that you keep it between us. But if you're not able to do that, and if you've shown that, you haven't been able to do that, now I need to set another boundary for you. And that may mean not allowing you close into my life to share those those intimate moments or to share that right. information with you so that you know these things. So, so if you're that other sibling, be real careful. Like my man was just saying, be real careful what you talk about uh, and what you do uh, and the way that you want to portray your other sibling because a lot of the time... Uh, when we don't look ourselves in the mirror, sometimes we're that person who is who is in fact toxic. But look, wanting or better yet, waiting for others to change—that's pointless. If you can't have a relationship with your sibling because you're waiting for them to change, then you're going to find yourself disappointed and angry a whole lot of the time. The only person who's really going to suffer is going to be. You because they're not going to change because they're, they're especially not, not going to change, change you. No, they they certainly are are not because there's already resentment that exists within the relationship, right? So there, and especially when we talk about adults now, when we're children, there's still a chance that people could change. But once we get into our adulthoods and we start showing our manes and our stripes, it's pretty much who we are. So the best thing that you can really do is just go ahead and accept who they are. Listen, if you got to accept the fact that this person will never change, and you should, uh, and, and I'm not saying that they can't, but you should have it in your mind, I think, that this person is who they are. I'm going to love them regardless, even, that if, even if it means I'm going to have to love them from a from distance. A distance right? and, and, and a lot of the time, look, I, I, I'll say this. Um, if you want to have uh, a conversation with your sibling that you don't get along with, the first thing you don't do is don't do it over a drink. Don't go out to uh, to, to to the bar and think that y'all that y'all right. gonna have a couple of sips and you know that's probably just gonna lead to violence at the end of the night right. or, or something like that. Right. So, so I recommend alcohol that out. You, you do it in the morning. Y'all go go to uh, to Denny's or something and have breakfast. No, they gotta go to intersections, oh, 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 man. They gotta go to a oh, black. There you go. They gotta go to a They gotta go to a black There you go. Give a biscuit. Is that black home? I don't know, but I know intersections. Okay. Intersections. Have you a nice cup of coffee? Maybe y'all have an omelet or something and express to you what it is 
uh, that has been bothering you about that sibling. And in turn, you got to listen to what they're saying, too, because they're going to let you know what's been bothering them. And like I said, leave alcohol out of this equation and you may uh, actually get a better result. Now, a lot of the time, all your sibling wants is something as simple as an apology. You know, and that's why we say that at some, the end something, of the show. Something, yes. that you're, something that you're not giving them. Uh, it, right. it could be as simple as an apology. It, it could be something as simple as you making an effort to understand where I'm coming from. Now, a lot of the time, we don't make these efforts to do those things. Uh, and we communicate in ways uh, like social media or with text messages or, or you know, uh, now. Leave some foul on Facebook and, and right. come on, people. We all know that that's not going to lead to anything but more negativity and more separation amongst your relationship. Now, let me ask you this question: um, Do you think there are some shady siblings Absolutely. that do shady things? Absolutely. And how do we deal with that? I'm gonna tell you uh, how I deal with it. Outside of the boundaries, because we've already set our boundaries. Right. And However, these the people boundaries are been still, crossed. Yeah, they've been crossed. Okay. Then so you can get your own self into a healthy space, a healthy mental space. It may be good, just and I'm not saying turn your back on them, but it may be kind of good just to go ahead and cut them loose. And we said this not about just siblings, but any relationships who are toxic. It may be better just to give them their space to grow, and maybe they can come back around, uh, and y'all can meet halfway somewhere in the middle, and we could talk about uh, the issues that plague us amongst our relationship, and we can work on being better. Now, we, I talked about earlier about collateral damage. Now, let's say we got two siblings, and uh, let's say I got four kids, and you got four kids, and now, because of our rivalry, of our, our constant infighting, or disagreements, now our children aren't uh, allowed to be the cousins that they deserve to be. Right. You know, and, 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 and we talk about that in other aspects, uh, that we leave the children out of it. We leave the kids out of it. Just because you're mad at your brother or sister, don't take that out on your nieces and nephews. Right. Don't allow them to not play with their cousins and see their cousins. Right. Because that can lead to trauma uh, for them in the future right. in the way that and they, they deal with relationships. Alienated. They, they then become alienated from their cousins, and and, and that, that can be a bad thing as exactly. well. Exactly. And then, um, you know, you might have just all-out uh, estrangement from your cousins. You might grow up, you, you might get all the way to high school and meet this girl, and you might like, damn, she kind of cute, man. I wouldn't mind hollering at her. And you come to find out that's your cousin, and you didn't know because your parents didn't have enough sense to put their differences aside for you. Exactly. Vanessa says sometimes there there's nothing left to talk about and we have to love from a distance. And that is that is definitely true. I, I think when we start to get into the to the space in which we are are extremely judgmental on on another brother or sister's <coughs> life or lifestyle, that can become an issue. Now, in the situation in where in which now we get a lot of comments here, and I'm gonna get to some of you guys' uh, comments here as well. Um, but you guys can read them in the comments on your on your your uh, Facebook as well. Um, go ahead and turn your t your phone down and bring bring uh, bring the page up on your phone as well. Um, now we're getting into the space and where we have to leave those siblings or whatever alone. Like my brother was saying, we don't have to turn our backs on them. However, we are adults now, and there are certain things that we can do in in how we conduct ourselves to deal with toxic situations. 
and sometimes those toxic toxic situations are but are better left okay are better left you bring that over here for me are better left uh, alone until they take care of themselves um, a lot of times like they say time does actually heal so time away from each other can get you in a better space now sometimes time can cause you guys to grow apart to the point to where you're like I don't even want to go back to that situation I know what that situation is, is about I cannot change that person this is just who that person is mm -hmm. and maybe it's better than for me to damage the relationship even more mm -hmm. by trying to force something that's not there maybe it's better to just leave that situation alone right uh, sometimes we have to find our own brothers and sisters. Sometimes we can't deal with the ones that God gave us. And we saw that in the situation of Cain and Abel. We saw that in the situation of Joseph and his brothers, although he did forgive them and love them. We saw that in the situation with, it, with Isaac and Ishmael. They had to come away and say, well, hey, listen, we're not going to be able to get along. So, you know, we're going to have to live apart. Uh, let me get some, some, some to, uh, to some of these comments here. Uh, Leon Tootle, he says, you have a choice to cut them off. Toxic people, rather than siblings or friends, bring no value to you. And if it's not bringing value to you mentally, spiritually, and especially if it's not financially, you guys aren't business partners or anything like that, um, which would be difficult to deal with, then yes, you can leave that person alone. Mm -hmm. uh, chances are, I already know you are shady. I just have to decide how long I want to sit under your tree. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Um, yes, uh, Brenda, I know you didn't you, you, you didn't mean to, to say that, but anyway, um, and and we do talk a lot about uh, dealing with toxic people or, 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 or choosing to leave the community of these toxic people because it can uh, further ruin a relationship and sometimes there's collateral damage in the way of uh, in the way of extended damage that's done you understand what I'm saying like my brother here was saying it spills over into the children and they carry that with it and you don't want that to happen no and and you also have uh, uh, friends and family that may get involved in this situation and, ch and choose sides in this situation Sharita thank you for joining the show as well see you coming back uh, and choose to, 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 to choose sides and when that happens when there's a side choosing that can be almost irreversible because you now have people that you, the, the two siblings who are at war with each other have forced people into lining up with one or the other and, and, and it's just not a safe place. It's not. And you should learn how to just stay out of that all together, be neutral. Like I said, uh, we're talking about the other siblings who happen to be uh, the collateral damage of the existing sibling robbery between, say, a brother and a sister. Okay, let me get to this. Uh, Levia says, my daughter turned her back on her big brother over a lousy $1,000. He died. She'll never get him back. Okay, uh, that's a very sad situation. Um, a lot of sibling rivalry uh, does happen later in life. Everything might have been fine, but when you get into a space where you start lending people money, that's always going to be a touchy subject, particularly because siblings tend to, ne tend to never pay each other back. How many times have you heard, oh, let me hold that $1,000 just till I get my income tax check, right? We all know what that means. That means that you are not getting your $1,000 once they get that income tax check. So I would recommend 
to uh, avoid a lot of tension uh, amongst uh, siblings just to leave money out of it altogether and you don't end up with these type of situations uh, type of situations where somebody's uh, uh, salty over some money and a thousand dollars that's a significant amount of money but depends you know, on who you talking depending to. on who you're talking to but it could just be fifty dollars and they might resent you for that and so it's simple enough to not let that money get involved in your personal relationship because of what it could lead to. Well, uh, and I'm not saying don't help family. Uh, I'm not saying that, but money is a, a, a root cause of a lot of the reasons why people get into it. You know, I, I kind of have adopted the Judge Judy's philosophy when it comes to money and friends and family. And if you don't have no, if you don't have it to give, if you listen to what I'm saying, if you don't have it to give, not alone give then don't do it don't loan anybody anything that's going to put you in a bad situation absolutely only only give money do not loan money yeah there you go and leon just alluded to that uh or loan it without the intent of getting it back exactly I, I, absolutely give money so that, don't means loan that, it. that means that you have it to give because you have no intention on getting it back now. exactly now if you get it back then you just want that's lottery. great that's, that's great you know, you're doing a thousand but only give but don't what expect you can, that right don't expect only that. extend what you can give do not extend any you're not a bank so you don't do loans Right. You should let them know that. Listen, I don't loan money because I'm not a fiduciary institution and I do not have federal backing. When it comes to my money, I have to go to work and I have to earn it on my own. So therefore, uh, either you need to follow suit and earn, earn it on your own, but I'm not going to be able to give you or loan you anything. I can only give it to you, and if I don't have it to give, I can't do that. Brenda Perkins. My siblings are difficult sometimes, but I can't imagine not being able to talk to one of them whenever I want. I try to apologize. I don't give money. I can't afford to be without. Now, um, I get that. And, you know, I would say this on a therapeutic level. You have to first master, and I tell my daughters this often um, when it comes to dealing with relationships, because basically what we're talking about is a relationship, a relationship between your adult siblings. You have to first be able to master the art of being alone and being content being alone. If you can't be content alone, then what you're doing is opening the door for turmoil and confusion because you're going to subject yourself to these things and it's going to grow to where it will be outside of your span of control. You won't be able to control it because you're going to let toxic people in your world and in your life and influencing you and, and messing with your mental health and tearing up probably even your finances because you don't have the ability to be alone. We have to be able to be alone. And, and, and that right there will fortify you and secure you against toxic people and having to be around them. Doesn't mean that you don't love them. Doesn't mean that you don't care about them. But when some of these things grow to be somewhat toxic, you have to you have to step outside of that situation. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter whose fault it is. You know, because it's, especially as adult siblings, we can look and say, well, it was their fault or it was my fault. You know what? I'll accept the re I'll, I'll accept the fault in it. I'll accept my part that I had to play in it. And I'll even apologize for the part that I had to play in it. But when I see that it continues to go down the same route, I have to change that. You know, uh, like like uh, Einstein said, you know, we can't continue the same actions and expect 
different result. I don't want to expect a different result. I don't want to expect a different result when I continue the same actions. So we should be very careful with that. Right. Um, and, and just know also that when you get into that space, um, you kind of fortify yourself, just like you said, uh, against any of those transgressions that might occur when you're dealing with siblings. And I would just uh, use this uh, not just for our siblings, but anybody who was toxic in your life. Uh, doesn't mean that you're dissing them. Doesn't mean that you're turning your back on them. I think the first thing that you need to do is forgive them, okay? Once you have that forgiveness in your heart, then you can move forward uh, with your own peace of mind. It doesn't mean that just because I forgive you all, now all of a sudden we have a relationship per se. It just means that in my heart, in my mind, I don't hold, that, any, that I don't hold any grudges against you because if I do, that's only going to be detrimental to me. And they might be sitting up not giving a care about you. And you sitting up here doing all this stressing and stuff, worried about what they doing. Don't worry about that. Forgive them for their transgressions. Forgive them for their for their misdeeds. Apologize for your own misdeeds and transgressions. And if that doesn't work, then then there's absolutely no chance that you can repair the relationship, the relationship which is going to lead to my to my next point or question. Um, what are the benefits to strengthening your relationship with your sibling? There could be lots of benefits involved. Uh, we talk about not having so much collateral damage. We can, uh, uh, it can go a long way toward pitting siblings against siblings, making people have to choose a side. And things, you know, there, I know sometimes parents get involved and they even want the parents to, to choose a side and the parent might have a closer relationship with your sister than you do or your brother than you do. So, so the best thing you could do is just forgive them, be forgiven, get in your own personal space so that you can grow as a person. You know, and, and again, I'm going to get back on what you said in that forgiving someone doesn't mean that they will continue to serve in the same capacity that they served in before right. because all we have already found that that is problematic and we can't change people. Mm -hmm. So what we have to do is uh, uh, forgiving them means that you're absolving them of any wrongdoing but you're going to continue to 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 respect that space that's between you and you need them to respect those boundaries that you have set in place as well. Because, again, that lends a lot to your own personal mental health and it lends a lot to your own uh, 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 spiritual advancement, should mm -hmm. I say, in, in how we started to show off mm -hmm. uh, your own spiritual advancement, because. Um, there is no way that you can grow when you have those toxic feelings. They, they, they're physically debilitating. Yes. And when you're allowing this into your world and you're allowing this to fester and grow, it's only going to hold you back. But it's just like this. If a, a person was was convicted of doing committing some atrocity like robbing from a bank or something like that, do we forgive them? Do we forgive them? Do, yes, we do. For, yes, we may forgive them. Do they go and serve their time in prison? Yes, they possibly will. But we don't make them the president of the bank again, okay? Because they've already shown us that this is not a good place for them because they can't be trusted. And in a lot of cases, they can't trust themselves. There are certain conversations and situations that our siblings, adult siblings, shouldn't be a part of because they have proven in the past that they can't handle it. Now, whether or not that means that they can't handle it uh in your eyes or they can't handle it 
in, in their eyes. Boundaries. You know what I'm saying? There, there are situations in which I have seen um, this person is blaming the other person for, for the situation that happened and one is blaming the other one and we're gathering different Okay, well, you know what? We can kill all that because we can kill all that by setting those boundaries like we said before. We can set those boundaries and we can move on. We don't have to continue in this same way of dealing with each other right. that has been toxic for us throughout the years. And, and and you guys know how it is. You guys know how it is with some of your siblings. You know that you guys fall in and out of love. What you know, there's sometimes you guys are the best of friends, and then there's other times that you can't stand each other. There's sometimes you guys are inseparable. And then there's other times where you guys don't even want to hear the other one's name. You know what that means? That means that that relationship has not had any boundaries set. And that's why it's so toxic. Because the expectations and, 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 and um, the uh, goals of that relationship haven't been clearly defined. Absolutely. Uh, Avery says, forgiveness is for you, not for them. Most certainly so. Most certainly so. Uh, if, if that ain't the truth, <laughs> uh, like we were just saying. Hey, Tanya, thank you for joining the show as well. Tanya, uh, I, I, we had a, a few people jump in Go before I, I was able to get to them. So, uh, Tanya, Anthony Parker, uh, Sharita, uh, all of you guys, uh, thank you for joining the show. Mike and Mike at night. If you're here at nighttime, you're here at the right time. We're all about that love, support, and protect. And if we can keep the love strong between our brothers and sisters, whether that has to be hands on or hands off, you know what? It's important to building our community and keeping our community strong. We can't deal with everybody. We have not been uh, constructed or created to deal with every person. Everybody right. can't be your friend. Every family member can't be your friend. Uh, some, in, in some cases, you have to you have to cut yourself off from your own mama. Sometimes you got to cut yourself off from your own daddy for whatever the situation is just so you can have time and space to heal on your own because a lot of the time what's happened to you has damaged your psyche to the point to where you feel like there's no coming back from that right so the best thing you could do is just really just let go in your heart body mind soul and spirit uh, but also like I said it doesn't mean you don't love the people and I know a lot of people have trouble with letting toxic people go in their life because let's face it they're addicted let's, to the let's, toxicity let's, let's, let's keep it 100 some people just love drama. drama there are some people that I know personally it just seems like they are just not happy unless there's drama surrounding them and in their in their lifestyle and even when you uh, take time to go sit and chat with them or spend time with them it's a lot about them and less about you and the dramas that they have occurring. You want to say something? And, and, and if you are the person, maybe you're the person that starts the drama. You could be. Take your own self out. Like, look, you know what? It seems like whenever there's some issues or some stuff going down, I'm a part of it. I'm a common denominator. I'm a common denominator. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to remove myself from this situation. You know right. what? Whenever siblings are fighting, whenever cousins are fighting, whenever uncles and aunts are I'm always there. So if I'm that, that, that common denominator, let me take myself out, work on myself, sit outside the lines, 
and, and, and just and just be a conscious a conscious uh, uh, objector. Is that what they call conscious yeah. objector and then, of the whole war? And then you can reintroduce yourself, and uh, actually those relationships could be a positive one instead of a negative one. Uh, uh, Leon, I want to get to your comment, comment, Leon, and I ain't gonna I ain't gonna leave this off the table. All right, brother. Um, <laughs> he said he forgave Walter for taking some of his chicks when he was when he was younger, and he called him pretty. Leon, I don't know um, if you looked in the mirror lately. I just want to throw this out there real quick. But, brother, I'm sure you're responsible for taking a few yourself. If it wasn't for Walter, it was somebody. But I do appreciate you, love, support, and protect. You light-skinned brothers is too much. You understand what I'm saying? But I ain't going to get into no colorism on this show. Um, I love, I'm love. i proud to be black, y'all. And that's a fact, y'all. <laughs> but anyway... Hey, man, we thank you guys for joining us today on the Mike and Mike at Night Show. We appreciate the love, support, and protection that you always give us. Uh, thank you guys for being here and having these conversations with us. Um, I hope we didn't leave anything out when it comes to the sibling rivalry and the adult sibling rivalry because we will not be visiting this show. I don't think we will need to visit this show again. We might be able to. I don't know. But we might not need to visit this show again, but we do appreciate you guys for for being here with us of course most definitely don't forget to tag and share this video know that we love support and protect y'all here on the mike and mike at night show despite any transgressions we will always do that and be in your corner hey check this out if there's anything that you need to forgive someone for go ahead and do that life is too short and listen if there's anything that you need to apologize for doing, go ahead and do that as well, people, because we are a community that needs each other. We grow and we love each other. So uh, don't forget about that LSP. See the shirts in the background. If you need one, go ahead and holler at your boy or holler at your boy, yeah. my man, Mike and Mike and Knight. Hey, if you see it on your chest and you may feel it in your heart. Hey, we back in there. Y'all have a good one. Young Black Intelligent, this is not a first, but it feels like a curse and it weighs like an elephant. Heavy on my mind because I feel so irrelevant. Heavy on my heart like a smart for the hell of it. Heavy on my soul as I stroll through the villa again. Stranded on this island, feel like I'm Gilligan. Friends got jail and then they got bail. Stressed that I'm under, I just wonder where they kill again. Please understand that I'm living in the concrete. Younger will I stumble as the crumble under my feet. In the building lobby, see my man Robbie. On the joint, that's the point when I ask me. Ask what's the weight on the books in my knapsack. He's so abused, I'm confused why he has that. Then I understand the motive and the plan. He's trying to be the man while I stand getting laughed at. Who's got a joke, but very little hope. That's why they try to bring me down like a halfback. But I got balance, my heart's made a promise. If I get the grades, I'll be praised like Thomas. But I don't know if laws in my future. Cops in the war and your shorts try to shoot.